What's cracking, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode 168 of the Good Cracking Podcast. I am one of your residents here, Ernell Pearson, alongside the Five Slight Man, the Five Star Man, Devin Stanford. What's happening, baby? It's going. It's going. I'm tired. I'm a tired baby today, but it's all right. You know, Xander's deleting my pictures in our Discord, you know. What? I did no such thing. Yeah, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I had to tell Xander earlier, I don't know if we're going to be friends three years from now. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. rough. It's rough out here. Yeah. I'll be friends yeah, with is. you in three years, Xander. I got you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I said well, I don't know yet. He might have to make yes, it up to me. No, see, in, wow. in three kisses. years wow. from now, Open mouth in three years from now, the, the GK show is going to be like, hey, Ernell, can you tell Devin? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be vice versa. Like, hey, Ernell, can you tell Xander? It's, it's just going to be that. It'll be like, show it'll be like shorzy when they're talking to their manager no it's, it's gonna shit about each other back and forth it's gonna be me and he's you talking to me i'm not talking to him genesee's muted it's gonna be uh you, you and me in our instagram chat <laughs> hi genesaw yeah it's gonna be divorced all over again first my parents then devin and oh. uh are now and now fucking Xander. like there's just no hope nope there isn't there is not the one here that has zero hope for any of us is our gk mom genesee gabrielle how you doing baby I'm great. I was saying words and I muted myself, so we're we're it's on okay. track it for it today. Happens. It's okay. It's okay. We're doing <laughs> awesome. We'll have we'll have IT on standby for mom. <laughs> <laughs> Jenison, how are you doing today? I'm good. I got to see y'all last night. My brother's in town. Yes, he Honestly, is. Yeah, did he did he have a good time at the movie? Um, he once again slept through a phenomenal movie. He slept, he we took we took him last year to see No Way Home, uh-huh. and he slept through that most of that as well. So damn, damn, yeah. Damn. But he had a great time. He woke up well rested and was like, "The perfect hey, song was great." <laughs> yeah, time is be rough. You gotta get your sleep when you can. <laughs> it's okay. Ma- Marilyn slept through the entire first act of the movie last night. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> like. Babe, she's like, Wait, I don't remember. Really? How did I, don't I not remember. notice that? She was like, I don't remember anything before the bridge. And I was like, stop! <laughs> stop! That's no like 40, way. I was like, that's 40 there's minutes so of the much, There's so much. <laughs> the I think there's so much hype that there's happens before. So I don't even know. I don't even know. We also have the man, the myth, the legend himself. We have him, ladies and gentlemen. DJ how you doing baby it's going good man it's finally cold down here finally feeling 50 degree weather Mm. i'm in a fucking hoodie i've never been so excited living in a while uh i got my i got my i got my i got a a cock i mean a coke i got a coke got some cock Um, yeah i mean he's got some some cock i'm ready i'm ready to talk about this fucking movie i mean some cock Masterpiece cock. I mean some cock. I mean some cock. I mean some cock. Some cock. I mean I'm gonna take some cock. I mean cock. Guys, 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 guys. Are you? Are you? Can we calm down? 
need it's some cum. Need cum. Cum. <laughs> the man that wants to have some cum is my little Thai peanut. It's Xander. <laughs> What's happening, Xander, baby? Rewind, reverse. You want to? Yeah, he said he cum. Come again? Come. Yeah, exactly. Come with a capital U. Intro. Xander, how you doing, baby? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's uh, a little bit later in the day uh, over uh, over yonder, over here. So you know, I've I've yeah. had a quite the quite the eventful uh, morning. Um, uh, went went bike riding with my daughter, and by mm. bike riding, I mean that she was on her bike. I was just walking, playing Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, yeah, that's that's the way. Uh, and uh, I evolved my uh, Rylu into a Lucario. So yeah, whoo. Very nice. Awesome. Very nice, good sir. Very nice. I like it. I like your haircut. Your hair's looking very fresh today. Thank you. Thank you. I was get, it was getting hard to hide at work, so I had to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had to exactly. take care of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here for you, and it is going to be a very, very fun episode because today we're talking about Black Panther Wakanda forever. But before we get into that, I want to get to the rigor roll because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. If you're on this wave, you can head on over to our discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to show get exclusive content and have early access episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea thank you sir but if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment that is totally fine you can watch us record the show live right here at twitch.tv slash good Cracking show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. We would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. Uh, but you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Devin did not make a command for come. <laughs> <laughs> he he did it. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should change it to come on i think come on is more fitting yeah that's what our man it's xander uh once said dj come on what? we yeah. have <laughs> some captain's orders my friend guys year three of good kraken is right around the corner please do us a solid between now and then go rate us on spotify and or review us on apple podcast uh, the more reviews stars. and uh uh ratings that we get the more the algorithm will push our podcast out to new listeners that are looking for video game and nerd culture content and we are trying to grow the aquarium as one devin the five-star man stanford uh once said and i like it i like it doggy dog we gotta grow the we gotta get help a bigger help, aquarium uh, out help here. you help us exactly yes the more people we have hanging out with us the more content we can deliver to you guys at home so in the meantime y'all please thank you uh we appreciate you uh ahead of time leave a review saying uh come on xander and don't put a <laughs> comma in there don't don't put a comma in there uh just <laughs> leave, the, leave the punctuation five stars out, you know? that's what we that, that's on, what the show deserves five stars five stars come five on xander <laughs> even, even stars, if your review xander. is is one star just put that in the comments five stars Good see like the, like the 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 <laughs> conservatives have let's go brandon we have come on xander <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we're also okay. doing something very fun here in just under a month. On December 8th, please join us at 4.30 p.m. Pacific 4:30. time to join us for our live reactions to the 2022 live. Game Awards. It's going to be so much Awards. fun. It's going to be me. It's going to be Devin. It's going to be DJ Garrick and Xander. We will be here for you guys to come in World and hang out. Premiere. We do our reactions to Game Awards every year, and we ain't slowing down yet, baby. It's going to be fun. We're going to be in our Jeff Keighley suits. It's going to be yes, a fucking good Jeff time. Jeff Keighley suits. We're, we're doing the Jeff, Jeff Keighley out here, baby. Suits. Let's fucking go. Game dev Jeff Keighley suits. Yeah, I'm going to... I already got the shoes picked out. I'm gonna wear some black jeans. I got a shirt picked out. I got this blazer. I don't like. I'm I don't gonna know. be wearing shorts, but I'm gonna wear a gamer I'm committing. Tee, graphic tee. I'm committing. <laughs> so Genesee, just 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 to, just to fill you in, uh, you know, Xander, you're gonna have to get one. Uh, <laughs> Genesee to fill to fill you in. Uh, Jeff Keighley is the gentleman who puts on the Game Awards uh, each year, um, as well as Summer Games Fest. Uh, he does that too, but he wears a some sort of of game. He he's a, done a he's done better. A game, he's he, done better now. He has gone a little bit better, but he wears a, a video game T-shirt of some sort with a nice blazer over the top of it, and we thought to celebrate and with jeans. Uh, and and <laughs> not yeah. only Jeff Keighley, but every other game dev. Like this is like pre twenty seventeen. Okay, all the game awards. Every developer walks up with a blazer, a graphic tee, and jeans, <laughs> and yep. some yep. some I type mean, of loafers and sneakers. It's, it's That's an a iconic Spencer look. look. Well, yeah, and it's not even like that's just business casual, guys. Mm-hmm. There's there's that's two fun. exceptions yeah, in the, the game. The game awards are serious, Genesee. Yeah, this is about yeah. style. This is the Met Gala of fucking video games. Yeah. Okay, I need to see some crazy. Speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of what, Devin, what? Hideo Kojima and um fucking uh oh my god how um how am I spacing on his name? Uh, well, I guess Pete Hines too, and um. Why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden? Who I is feel he? so dumb. Uh, Play, PlayStation guy? What does he do? No, 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 no. Uh, lead lead dev over at uh, Bethesda. Um, oh, come on, guys. Uh, Tom. Jim. Fucking not. No, no. <laughs> wow, no, we're not. terrible. Really? <laughs> I gotta Google this. Anyways, I was, I was gonna say uh, Hideo Kojima is definitely an exception to the uh, generic thing because he's he's a he's a leather jacket guy. He, well, no, not Todd Howard. Like, Todd when, Howard. Is Todd, Howard, Howard yeah. Todd Howard. Yeah, yeah. He always he wears a leather jacket too. He, no, no, no. He wore Kojima. he wore a leather brown jacket instead of a yeah. blazer. Z- that's, yeah. what that's what I'm saying. He wears he was leather going jackets. Crazy. <laughs> I'll let them Xander <laughs> or not Xander, DJ. Um, yes. sorry, Xander was talking, but I was thinking about DJ. Um, <laughs> I was saying like totally fuck up your name, like poor fucking Garrick. Oh my god! I well, never get that you, man's uh, name uh, right. Genesee, if you ever fuck up my name, I think it's time to just like. <laughs> I should just quit. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, so you're... DJ. <laughs> that yes. even is your name. Um, okay, I love the concept of it being the gamers met gala because here's the thing: I've been to the normal people's met gala, which is a hair <laughs> style. Normal people. <laughs> Normal people met gala. Is that when like a store opens and they have to cut the ribbon? Here, no, basic bitch met gala. That's what we'll say. Like the basic bitch every day, your Starbucks grasping met gala. Yeah, some Um, some type of yeah. I I can I can see it already. (laughs) Is that it? There are feather bows everywhere. Lingerie is the outfit. There's Mm -hmm. leather jeans. It's amazing. 
Like, yeah, yeah. it's great. No, like jeans and like bras and like feather boas yeah. and that's it. Jeans and yeah. underwear um, and socks. And underwear. It's yeah, just... shoes. There's shoes. <laughs> no no Sometimes socks. a hat. No socks. It's a whole thing. Here's the thing is that it all depends on the audience, right? So, like, Blazers yeah. and a good gamer tee checks the fuck out. Like, okay, okay, okay. I, I, we, I'm not looking to look. I'm just saying some people cannot <laughs> yeah, yeah, rock yeah, that look. I, <laughs> I personally, is. look, personally, personally, I think he's that we've gotten better. The Game Awards has gotten better. Jeff Keighley is in, like, a full, like, he's got a bespoke suit on. Like, he's he's looking good. He's looking mm-hmm. good in, in, the, in, the, in these recent Game Awards. But, you know, because Jeff Keighley, like, built that shit from the ground up. So, like, every every year, like, in the early years, it was just, like, blazer, blazer, T-jeans. Like, <laughs> that was, like, the formula for if, if you were a game dev accepting an award, you saw at least, like, four four people from the dev team wear that same exact outfit on. Xander, what were you going <laughs> to chime in with earlier? So I was gonna I was gonna agree that uh, Kojima is the exception to this rule because I think the last time I saw him rock a blazer and uh, t-shirt, it wasn't just a blazer. He wore a, like a whole white suit, but then the inside shirt was like a graphic tee. And yeah. I was like, only this motherfucker <laughs> only and this his, his thick rimmed glasses yeah, and yeah. shit. I'm like, dude, get out of here. I love it so much. I want I want to so see a game dev and cosplay accept an award. Like one of the characters. Oh I want to see that happen one day. I, we have not seen it yet. Well, I want to see when Ragnarok wins an award. I want to see one of the devs dress up as Kratos or Atreus. Like well, we've spent entirely like too much level. time on this subject. <laughs> we're going to move it on, guys, and we're not going to take any more time from talking about Fine, Game Awards bullshit. Because today we're talking Black Panther Wakanda Forever review, guys. Released November 11th, 2022. Directed by Ryan Coogler, who is known for directing movies like Creed. Uh, Creed 3. He will be doing the Iron Heart series. Uh, he's done all sorts of really, really good stuff. And actually, this movie is is a very, very good reflection of that. He was a writer for the first Black Panther movie. Uh, so just kind of give everybody uh, some some love there. Know what we got him going for? A budget of $250 million at a box office so far of $59 million internationally. And that is coming right out the ass today. I'm sure it's going to blow the fuck right. up. In a runtime of two hours and 41 minutes. Uh, Some fun facts for you guys. With a runtime of 161 minutes, this will be the second longest film in the MCU behind Avengers Endgame. Uh, Runtime of 181 minutes and the longest solo MCU film, Dethroning Eternals from 2021. Uh, It it, it kind of feels like it. (laughs) It definitely kind of feels like it. Uh, We walked out of the theater at like 1040 last night and I was like, Jesus, fuck. (laughs) Holy shit. You don't feel it watching the film, though. Like you feel it afterward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it it wasn't a slow burner by any chance. But after you're kind of like, holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Tanakh Huerta. Taco Bell drive-through. Oh, you got Taco Bell last night, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's where I felt move. it. We were like at the drive-through, and I was like, "Oh my god, I just watched a three-hour movie, and I need to be horizontal." What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get, What'd you get from Taco Bell? Oh, I'm boring. I got a taco and chips and cheese that I ate half of because I was falling asleep. No chalupas around I, my taco. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, DJ. I, I'm gonna tell I'm you right now. It's all about the grilled chicken burrito. 
the Chipotle Ranch you know. Grilled Chicken Burrito, and you add rice. Look, to I, it. no, I want that mystery beef that they got. Okay, man. we're not, we're not, food. we're not going into this. We're not doing this. <laughs> Tanaka Huerta, who plays the ruler of the underwater kingdom, didn't know how to swim. When Ryan Coogler offered him the role and asked about his swimming skills, Huerta simply replied, "I've never drowned before." He took swimming lessons afterwards in preparation for the role. Uh, God damn, that's so funny. Hey, that's that's hey, that's a solid answer. That that's is a so solid answer. And, and hey, he also uh, said in the interview, like the the person interviewing him, he froze for five minutes, and like afterward, like the unfrozen. Then they asked him, "Have you ever swam before?" And he's like, oh, oh, "I never drowned." <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! That's Ma- hilarious. Michael Phelps, Daniel Day, Kim, Brian T, Dwayne Johnson, and David Boronese were all considered for Namor before being cast as Shang Chi. Simu Liu, one uh, Mr. It Xander's boyfriend, commented back in a 2018 Q and A that he was interested in playing either Sunfire or. Namor, the Submariner, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Could you imagine a world where we got Dwayne Johnson as Namor? <laughs> or Michael, Michael Phelps? Phelps is in the list. Michael, Michael Phelps, Phelps, dude. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The, way, the way that they did it. The it makes sense. It, but Michael Phelps. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Wouldn't make yeah. Sense. yeah. Yeah. I can see Michael Phelps like being like the I guess more comic book like accurate looking maybe because he has like that swimmer's body and like real tall and I don't know. They I mean I don't make him look like I, no, I don't think Tanaka, stock I don't think Tanaka Huerta was that far off from like comic book name. He's not. No, no, honest. not at yeah. all. Like, but we'll, we'll get Just into that. Tone. We'll get into that a, like little bit, a little bit later. But either way, director Ryan Coogler revealed that the sequel's original story was going to focus on T'Challa grieving the events from Avengers Endgame 2019, with Chadwick Boseman reprising his role and stated that Namor was always going to be the film's antagonist. Oof. Mm. That would have been a, that would have been a fun story to take on too. But yeah, lastly, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler nearly stepped back from this movie and filmmaking as a whole after Chadwick Boseman's death due to how emotionally painful it was losing his friend and hero. However, after taking his final conversations with the man into consideration, Coogler decided that it was best to keep moving forward with the project. <laughs> and after uh, doing a little bit of deep uh, deeper diving on that, I guess Chadwick was very much like this characters entirely too important for you to stop um which is a hundred percent factual like we saw like black panther after the first movie do something for black children as far as having representation of the mcu in a way that was going to be very real and uh goddamn ryan coogler Mm -hmm. good good man good man keeping it pushing anyways with that said guys let's get into it ladies and gentlemen please from going forward Raise your hand if you'd like to speak. Let's get ourselves a little bit together here and let us begin. Devin, the five-star man, Stanford. What were your top-level thoughts of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? Um, I'm going to start with the very first one and probably the heaviest part uh, of, the, of the film. Um, that Marvel intro sequence, that moment of silence... Oh God, man! Oof. God, man, dude, I, oh. I had to. I had some tears drop. I was, I was like, wow. They, that, that. You can tell that this movie was in dedication to Chadwick Boseman, one hundred percent. It was, it was for his name and in his honor, uh, from start to finish. Um, 
and uh, you you feel it in multiple moments throughout the movie. There was a huge emphasis on family and relationships and how and like strong bonds and stuff like that, um, which I feel like is very important for people, you know. Uh, so it had it had a big impact in that way. Um, the the story beats, the way that the plot uh goes throughout the movie it's it's just one thing after another another but it doesn't feel forced at all it it transitions very well in between each piece and each act um i didn't feel like the movie was rushed uh there was a lot of character development for everybody literally every single character they did not ignore anybody of importance there was new characters introduced there's old characters who come back there's a character that is going to be very important here real soon. As soon as they came on screen, I went, oh, shit. And I looked right over at Erdell. Yeah, we, he, we both had a moment. We're like, oh, fuck. Uh, we're, like, uh, we're like, okay, I see what direction this is This is starting to move now. Um, the, the dialogue was actually really good. And um, the humor, that it still has the Marvel humor throughout it. But you can tell that... Um, they kept it subtle, but in a very good way where it hit in just the right moments. You know, it wasn't like um, Thor Love and Thunder where it had to be funny the whole time, pretty much. Um, so I actually really like that. And uh, the action sequences were great. They were really good. And uh, all in all, coming out of this movie, I feel like Namor is actually one of my favorite characters in the MCU now. Um I, I definitely think people should go see this movie. Um, you definitely need to watch the first Black Panther and then watch this movie. Yeah. Um, there's you, you cannot just go see this movie blindly at all. Um, there, there's too much that happens in the previous movie for you to skip that entirely just because people are giving this movie good praises. So um, yeah. you, you won't have as strong as a connection without that. Uh, but yes, you should definitely go see this. All right. DJ, my friend, what were your top level thoughts of Black Panther Wakanda forever? Man, after after watching the first one, I remember how I felt watching the first one for the first time and how that like transcended kind of like culture and like how people act now. I think this movie goes down in my list like it tops the first one for me because there's just so much I think Ryan Coogler does does an amazing job with this, you know, because he wrote he wrote the first one, but now he's he's in the driver's seat, you know, and he's taking us into the world of Wakanda and, uh, you know, bringing us to to Namor and everything about it. Cinematography fucking is spectacular. The soundtrack is amazing. Ludwig Göransson just kills it. He kills it, man. Goddamn. Fucking, Goddamn. Uh, especially, especially when you, when you start hearing the instrumentation when they go towards like uh, the Talokan uh, and stuff like that. Like you can hear it, like the different instruments, and you're like, oh shit! Like we're we're about to get into something crazy, like with with the uh, with these guys, and then and then it's just this whole story is beautiful. I've never felt so emotional watching a Marvel movie. Like I've cried at Marvel movies. I've cried at multiple. I'm a crier. Okay. Anything that hits emotionally, it's just <laughs> tears, waterworks immediately. But I've never felt so emotional. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Like there's of course, like there's gonna be like scenes that hit and they're supposed to hit that way. But 
this whole movie, I just felt like, man, it's it's beautiful, yet it's heart wrenching, and it's fucking tragic, yet it's also like magni- magnificent, marvelous, and I, I just I fucking love this movie. I, I you have to go see this, and if you haven't seen the first one, go see the first one. Listen to that fucking soundtrack. Uh, God damn, it's like uh, <laughs> also produced by Kendrick Lamar, but it, this this movie is just it's top tier, man. It it's like. I I I put it in like my life. Like if I look back in my life, like Black Panther one is like bookmarked. Like that's like a marker in my life. And now this one is another marker in my life. Like another like little little, little pin in there. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's an experience. You have to go see it. If you've seen the first one, go see it now. I, I feel like I I we reserved our tickets like a, a month in advance. Yep. I mean, there was already seats filled. So like oh my God, <laughs> theater was like, packed, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were. Everyone's clapping at the end. Oh man, it it, it just it, it's magical. It's 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 an ethereal experience coming out of that movie theater. I like it. Genesa, it's your turn, my love. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Your top level thoughts. I cried in the first two minutes. Yep. Um, I cried even before the Marvel intro scene came in. Yep. Um, at the end of the movie, I was like, as soon as the credits started rolling. I like flashed back to watching Black Panther one um, in I was in college and so I was at a university movie theater packed just like absolutely packed with um, mostly like college age young adults and the energy watching Black Panther one was like. I mean, it was just excited. It was elated. It was like, it was so fucking hype. Like, there's just no other way to put it. Watching Black Panther 1, the, like, the theater erupted. Like, every, like, every, like, 15 minutes, Black Panther 1, there were gasps. There were shouts. People were, like, jumping out of their seats. And watching Black Panther 2 was, like, being the entire, like, there were points in the movie where you could hear a pin drop. Like, yeah. I feel like everybody was collectively like holding our breaths. Like it was, it was artistful. It was almost like sorrowful, not like in a bad way, but like it it was solemn. Like it was, it was a really emotional experience and also really beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful film that held a lot in it. Um, I think going into it, a lot of us expected it to be a movie about grief because we knew it was going to have to talk about the death of King T'Challa. And um, it definitely was a movie about grief, but it was not nearly as much... I thought it was going to be a movie about losing King T'Challa. And it was so much more took the perspective of grief from what we lose when we lose someone and like the, the loss of identity in ourselves and in our country and like just that kind of community loss is so epic. Um, when you lose someone that important and, um, yeah, it was just very beautiful. I love it. I love it. it. Xander, it's your turn, my man. What were your top level thoughts of black Panther Wakanda forever? So as we've as we've heard, this film doesn't waste any time addressing the very obvious elephant in the room, which is the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, we you know we've talked about the uh, the silent Marvel Studios logo animation where they replace all of the footage with Boseman as T'Challa. 
Um, and that kind of sets the tone uh, throughout this film because it is a very emotional film and it is, it is very much 110% dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. Um, the opening scenes uh, that explain the death uh, of T'Challa, I I thought they approached it the best way possible. Uh, yeah. Personally, I've heard I've heard uh, some arguments on the opposite end where people are like, ah, oh, that hits too close to home. That was it was uncomfortable to watch. Personally, I understand I understand that point of view, but personally, I think it it was better to kind of honor chadwick in this way like essentially bringing a piece of chadwick boseman into this film because it is it is very real that is that is how he went out um instead of you know trying to drum up some fictional death for this character yeah um i thought i thought they handled that perfectly um moving into the rest of the film however i i thoroughly enjoyed this film it had a clear purpose um introducing new characters to this expanding universe uh, providing more information on what's going on in the rest of the world, um, as well as creating a rich new adaptation to differentiate Marvel's water-living individuals from the established Atlanteans in the DC universe, which I really liked because it creates another area for representation in the MCU um, and exploring the myth- uh, the mythology behind that, um, which... Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, there was a clip uh, posted a while ago uh, that you guys can watch um, where it shows the uh, the Talakans uh, approaching Wakanda and singing the siren song, oh and kind God. of like kind of <laughs> kind of explaining the mythology of sirens uh, that we've heard of back in the day. It, I thought that was just that that uh, aspect of world building was just phenomenal to me because I'm. I'm a mythology nerd, so uh, like I, that was just like that was like a nice sweet spot for me. Um, the, overall, it felt a lot like Captain America: Civil War, uh, in the sense that it wasn't a straightforward battle between good and evil, but rather a story of morals and where your morals align. Um, you kind of understand both sides of the coin, and no matter who you are, you can empathize with either side. Um, like you, you really feel where they're coming from on, on both sides mm-hmm. of, the, of the story. Um, overall, this wasn't a big, spectacular Marvel film that a lot of people have come to accustomed to, which I think is a good thing. Not every we've said this before, not every film needs to be that right now, especially since we're still in that world building portion of this, this next phase. Uh, shit, shit's really gonna hit the fan, uh, you know, with Quantum Mania, I feel like. Uh, right now we're still establishing set pieces because right now we're kind of split uh, in this phase. We have the multiverse threat and the human threat. And this kind of more along the lines fits it within that human threat category. So think like, you know, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, et cetera. Um, but, uh, but overall on this film, I say if you're an MCU fan, go watch it, enjoy it, pay your respects to the late Chadwick Boseman. Uh, it's a very emotional film, uh, following not only a very culturally important film, uh, but the death of a beloved actor while simultaneously trying to push the MCU narrative forward uh, and juggling all of that. I think they did the best that they could um, trying to uh, accommodate for all those things. Absolutely. What's up, Devin? I, I, I forgot to point out too, uh, just like the with the first movie of, you know, what it, what it did for, uh, you know, um, young black people around, you know, the world, 
we we can say the same thing about this movie too because of how deep they dove into the culture with latin american representation as yeah. well yeah. um which it's it's really cool how they doubled down on that and and kept that theme going as well as they did Mm-hmm. And the way they go about it, it's such a rich and riveting story. I, I, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. DJ, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, I was gonna add to that. Yeah, because um, I, I saw this with my friend, and you know, um, me and me and her, we picked up on like some of the things, like some of the dialogue you only hear like in a in a black household growing up. You know, what I mean, like it, it, it's the same thing with the you know the last or the 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 first movie. It's like there's a lot that these uh you know black kids and you know uh latino kids can uh, be like relate to and especially those who are of or also both like afro latino they can also uh relate to this as well is a lot of representation here all the, the character designs for these like for wakandans and uh talo like just it's fucking awesome it's fucking cool they 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 certainly fucking nailed a lot of different things in this movie. Uh, I think I think uh, this movie was as Xander was saying. I think I think Ryan Coogler did the best he possibly could to give us the as close to a follow up as he possibly could when it came into regards of following up to Black Panther one and following up to the story that we got at infinity war and giving us sort of like a fill in of like what's happening that we got in spider-man no way home and like how that affects us currently post snap in the mcu um this movie is riveting i think that it's it's beautiful as dj was saying i i think that it hits in a lot of ways that dune hit where there's moments of reprieve and there's moments of uh sustain that are present in this movie to make you feel uh the emotion of what's happening rather than just the emotion that is the plot itself um i i think that the uh the idea that they had to take some time to really allow the side characters in this story uh, have their own spotlight left and right. Uh, Having M'Baku be more of a, like, pivotal character in the story mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. a representative as a sort of father figure, an older brother figure um, for a lot of the characters in this, because it wasn't even just <laughs> Shuri. It was also the queen it was also the council that were there like he was more vocal he's more present in this movie um what one second later uh uh there i think that the side characters are just are more human in this than they were in the first one and because they they allowed them the space to sort of exist a little bit more it made the story feel a little bit more full uh xander go ahead yeah, I just uh, you rem- you reminded me uh, when you mentioned the Queen. Uh, I also wanted to point out Angela Bassett's performance. That's what was just top about to notch. get into. Yeah, Angela yeah. Bassett, her emotional presence in this movie is insane. I think that she is easily the top notch character in this movie, front to back. Uh, she is just incredible in this from from her opening speech in the beginning to the council meeting to everything that happens later to things that involve namor like she exudes queen in this movie in a way that like they didn't give her a chance to really do that in the first one like you got it like she's mom right like that's that's what she was in the first black panther movie in this she was i am the queen 
and you are going to do this for me. Like it, it, her, her presence is just outstanding in this from back to front. And I, I was so 100% here for it because I was actually had some feelings about Angela Bassett's presence in the first Black Panther movie when it first came out, because I know that she's been in roles that have allowed her to act to really just nail the wood to the wall. And they gave her the space to do that in this movie. And it was incredibly, incredibly well done. Uh, Tanakh Huerta as uh, Namor. And actually, kind of everything that had to do with with all of these undersea folk were was insanely well done as someone that is massive uh, a massive fan of nautical themed stuff um i think that they pulled off giving us the entire representation of latin american representation of this movie was incredibly well done i think that the character art for all these characters were insane uh talacan's like design was phenomenal like like everything that had to do with like these characters uh being in present in this movie and how they looked down to the language that they were speaking to how like both of these worlds and these pe like groups of people were tribal folks and they were handling things as two existing tribal like communities that were butting heads. And it was a really, really cool contrast because at the end of the day, like the movie talks a lot about like our two like groups of people are not that different. Like we're not that different. Like that when that and that when that moment hits in the movie, you're like, oh fuck! Like like Shuri's starting to realize this. The queen's starting to realize this, and it, it played for a really really good job on giving us a very interesting take uh, when it came to having both of these characters live in this world simultaneously. Um, I think the last thing I want to really mention is although. Um, I think that this movie is phenomenally well done and it's beautiful and the acting is is awesome. I think that this movie is the first movie on crack. Uh, and that mm. for me was uh, awesome and also took away from it a little bit as well. Um, I think that that Namor was the killmonger we should have gotten. And mm -hmm. that like. I had some caveats with the first movie because of Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger. And like, even though his, like, his character story is, is, you know, relatable, we're able to say like, okay, well, you know, he wants, he wants black folks in the United States around the world to be able to get the same protection that Wakanda is getting. I think that his, his, that plot started to pull away when he was more so becoming just a dude who was doing fucked up things to do fucked up things. And I think Namor is a better representation of that same sort of wanting to have good for your people and wanting to do something about it. And, and he was more terrifying to me than Killmonger was in the first movie. And because of such, like, I think like this could have been the first movie, like all of this with Chadwick Boseman placed in as Black Panther. And it still would have been a good Black Panther one. You know, uh, Devin, go ahead. Yeah. It, the, the terrifying part of Namor is he is actually qualified as one of the strongest mutants in Marvel. Like 100 yeah. percent because of his ability to breathe in water, how impervious he is to damage. Uh, how strong he is, being able to fly, his use of vibranium. Like, he is actually a terrifying threat to anybody in the MCU. Yeah, and he, I'm actually, he, is, he is in the comics, too. 
Yeah, exactly. And he he is an, an antagonistic force who sometimes helps the Avengers. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they play on that very well. The the politics in this movie kind of make like what is the greater, you know, plot of of everything going on. Um as mm-hmm. as Genesee was saying earlier, I think that the overarching theme of grief uh in this movie is reflective on both groups that were sort of mm-hmm. juggling back and forth throughout the course of the movie. Um and and you can see that, but Namor is horrifying in this because yeah. he's so powerful the the telecons are so powerful in this like we get to the bridge scene in the movie which i'm not gonna go into depth but that scene was the first time that i was like oh fuck like these dudes ain't playing bro (laughs) these guys are not fucking around dude i will admit i was nervous for okoye right there yeah. I was. No, it's, it's, <laughs> was like, it's, it's wild, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to dive it, into it or yeah. anything because we are doing spoiler free. But uh, Genesaw, you had yeah. your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I think that your point of the continuity of adversaries, but also themes from Black Panther 1 to Black Panther 2 is really strong. I was thinking about that as we watched it. Like there was a very big theme of like processing colonialism in Black Panther 1, which they held on to in Black Panther 2. And I think it's really incredible. Like, we we talk a lot about, like, the MCU, right? And, like, themes that play out across them. And, like, but also when we get into individual movies, we each of them has their own humor. And they have their own, like, world that they operate in, right? Like, so we we go from Endgame to (laughs) Spider-Man. It's just like fucking around in Europe, you know, like with yeah. with very different villains, right? And they all mm-hmm. exist in the same world, but they 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 deal with different things. And even within each, I don't know, like each character's universe, if we want to call it that, they I feel like we see them dealing with very different adversaries each time and i think it's really neat that black panther while it is a new threat and it is unique and it's very unique to wakanda because they've never faced anything that is actually threatening to them right right um as a whole it is it's as a whole yeah it still follows that these key themes and they're they're processing the same things and as a country and as a people and as the black panther you see the black panther consistently coming up against colonialism and um i think that was just done really well and as xander was saying like that use of comedy like the way that they use their comedy is really consistent um not just against like the greater mcu but black panther has its own sense of comedy just like ant-man does Mm -hmm. just like um the guardians of the galaxy does and and that is really strong yeah very much so i i think oh, give me one second Evan. Uh, mm-hmm. i think that that to kind of echo what you're saying in a weird way and it's kind of sort of my wrap up on this is that i think that this movie is an incredible movie but i also kind of simultaneously feel like it's a not very good marvel movie and because of like it, and that's for a number of reasons that like don't necessarily take away points for me, but I think that there's there's things that we've gotten formulaically that comes to a Marvel movie that we can sort of come to expect, and they kind of don't do any of it in this. Like there's actually not that much action in this movie. There's not. Like there's some. Like there's a good there's a good handful and there's a good amount, but I would probably say this has about as much action as Eternals did. 
where like we kind of have a couple fight scenes and then we have the big one at the end and like and that's fine for like what it is but i if you're if you're i guess my point is if you're going into this sort of expecting the marvel that is the first black panther movie that is super epic super like action-packed there's this happening there's this happening that's not what this is and because that's not what this is it actually makes it a better movie than it does a marvel experience and it, it both took points away from me and gained it points simultaneously. It was a little bit of a weird conundrum I was going through. Devin, go ahead. out for you. So on, on what you were just saying, this this is a sequel to Black Panther, but it is also an origin story. It is three different origin stories happening at the same time. Yes, too. Very much. So. And um, they I, I do want to point out that they handled that very well, because a lot of times when you're doing multiple origin stories in one movie, it can tend to overlap and one can shadow the other and it can get messy. Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you guys have heard me talk about how much I hate hate it these days when Marvel movies have like our main protagonist just fighting another version of themselves. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. what Black Panther was. And it was okay at the time because Black Panther was a good enough movie to make up for that for me. In this case, it was dope because we didn't get that. Like Namor is such a different character from all of the other protagonists that we have Mm -hmm. in this. Like and they and they use that in such a way that is that is awesome because of how how much Mm -hmm. of a threat him and his people are in this. Like we get the scene with M'Baku where he realizes I can't stand up to this as well as I thought I could. Like he was the force in Wakanda, right? Like he's like the big beanie boy that we saw come in and he saved them in the first movie. And like, he like, like his people come in from Jabari out of nowhere and just wreck fucking house. And in this, they could not do that. And Mm -hmm. it like, it goes to show like how good of a character Namor was and how good of like all the characters that the Talokans were as a whole. Uh, it's it's it goes to show you that like we're moving into the next phase now understanding that like it's not just going to be comedic beats it's not just going to be high action like we're getting filmmaking now and Mm -hmm. that's where i kind of want marvel to be at after this entire last phase that we're in currently at the end of now being sort of half lighthearted and half heavy at the same time and i think they're finally leaning in the direction where we thought we were going to be getting into with ant-man they're now able to say no like we're here now and you guys need to be prepared for that um devin I got did, another did did we yeah. have someone else raise their hand before you devin I, I couldn't remember if dj did or not dj dj yes go 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 ahead and we'll come back to you devin bro i i don't know I also want to put the the importance of uh, Riri Williams, too, because yes. we haven't mentioned her yet. Um, she a great representation for a young black American woman, mm-hmm. too. Um, a, a lot of the dialogue reflects that. And um, she she did a great job. What, what was the actress's name again that that plays her? Dominic, Dominic Thorne. Dominic yeah, Thorne, she did yeah. a great job, and I'm excited to see more of her um, in the MCU. We know we're getting an Ironheart series, um, so I'm I'm excited to see that and just see more character development. She was definitely like a side character origin story throughout the movie, but she had some important parts throughout the movie, too. And during that final battle scene, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to mention it in detail yep. when that moment happened. 
I got my the the love and the want and the nostalgic feeling of seeing Iron Man on screen again with yeah. Ironheart. And yeah. I mm-hmm. it made me very happy and fulfilled. And I also want to point out Martin Freeman does a great job in this movie. Yeah, he's he's definitely double the character that he was in the first one. That's mm-hmm. that's for damn sure. I, I before I go to you, Xander, I will say that I actually had some caveats with with Riri. Um, I feel like that they handle her very similar to uh, Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. And she kind of just acts as the kid that needs to be protected. And they don't give her very, as much independent as I would have hoped for her to have leaning into her introduction into the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, but her presence in it is dope. Like, <laughs> like mm. they, they handle writing her into the story very, very well. I got you, Jesse. Um, they, they handle her presence in this extremely well. Uh, her, she's not just a throwaway character, uh, but I don't think she had as much of a presence as I would have liked her to have mm-hmm. in regards to moving the story forward. Uh, Xander, mm-hmm. and then we'll go to Genesee. Uh, I do. I do want to mention. Um, so when we f- are first introduced to Riri, uh, she is currently going to school at MIT, yep. uh, which is located in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I am over in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, but we will go. We drove a little bit of a ways over to Kingston to uh, watch the film. Uh, but the, the, the feeling of being in Massachusetts when Cambridge, Massachusetts pops up on screen, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome just to see like every, like hear everyone just like, Oh, Oh my God, I've been there. like, like we go there like every weekend, like, like shit like that, you know? Um, and it was really cool. And then the escape from Boston scene, like we we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've been on that bridge. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, I said, I said uh, five minutes and I gave you six. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Oh my God. There's one of two ways. I'll just, Unconscious. So fucking good. Genesaw, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's like the perfect segue because I was just thinking, like, when we meet Riri, like, that was just such a funny interaction. And um, I do agree with Ernell that it did feel like a bit of a plot device. Like, she felt like like an opportunity to insert comedy, um, which she did really naturally and she was great. Um, I do feel like she was... A little bit she was a little bit out of place in this movie i loved her i'm very excited to see where they take her um i feel like she would have gotten along so well like she would have fit perfectly in the last movie like with her and shuri would have had like a whole thing going on yeah um not that they didn't in this film i mean obviously but um I feel like she is going to fit in so well with so many of the young Avengers that we've been introduced to. I mean, I just immediately saw her and Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop and just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's going to be good. Goddamn. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) It makes me really excited to see the, uh, the introduction of Patriot with um, new world order. Yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, because like I have a feeling that uh, his character and Riri are going to be like explosive on screen together personally. Oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to get a uh, God of War, but it's going to be Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. You know, I'm excited. Boy. He's going to be like, boy. <laughs> hey yo, boy! <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Yeah, no, I I think I think that uh, actually I want to take a moment to talk about a couple like little things with 
Zanny DJ what? had his hand up. I had my hand DJ. up for like three minutes. Oh, oh, sorry. My, your Devin, hand was... Devin cut in front of me. My bad. Your, your, uh, your, your hand was covered by my show notes. Excuse me. Go ahead, DJ. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't, I don't, I personally didn't think Riri was out of place. I think, uh, like I agree. Like, yeah, she's there like at the, for with Genesee with the plot device, like for that comedic relief type thing. But I, I don't, th- I don't think it's as like, uh, to what Arnell said, I don't think it's as like, uh, out of place, like with like America, like with the, Oh, we have to protect this kid. Like with America Chavez, but because of the certain story beats within the film, that's like, oh, we have to protect her. We can't lose another, right? right. Like this, because like you know, they're on the same level. Like her, uh, Riri and, and Shuri are on like the same level. You know, it's like it's like mm-hmm. we need to. This is like our second, like you know, uh, our like a daughter. You know what I mean? Like even even the queen uh, references as like child, but you know what I mean like. Mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that yeah so I, I i personally didn't think it was too out of place but i i definitely understand like how it could be like in y'all's perspective Genesis, i see you're gonna chime in go ahead yeah i definitely don't think it was distracting dj i think you're mm-hmm. totally on on point with that and it, like it made sense and it, especially like with the um example of uh america chavez um from mm-hmm. multiverse of madness that was very much like I don't know. It was just very different. Yeah, I felt like I felt like the, I mean, this character was an adult, you know, yeah. she was very much an adult and she was like she needed some protection because she's out of her depth. But yeah. um, she definitely wasn't incompetent. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I get that. Devin, go ahead. Yeah. And you see that a lot, too, um, because like even from her introduction, you kind of see like that. She's like, no, I can take care of myself. Watch this, you know. Um, I do like how there was some similarities to Iron Man one as well with this uh, with this movie. You you saw some good nostalgia flashbacks just through the imagery that they chose to do, um, yeah. like you know climbing altitude, making making her armor, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, this this is tight. This is tight. Um, but I I do like the relationship that she started to make with uh, Queen Ramonda, you know and. And the reference to all the characters who were close with the queen, they called her mother. You know, there's a big difference. You can see throughout the the first movie, too. They call her queen mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's it's cool for what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just since you see this scene in the trailer, that dialogue between Namor and Queen Ramonda on the beach in the daylight there's yeah let's hold on let's not dive into any more details i'm not gonna that, say anything about it but that just that specific moment and how that went down oh, oh, oh. that was amazing <laughs> cinema cinema that <laughs> that scene dude had my fucking skin crawling because they're like it wasn't so much of their their dialogue in the conversation it the was way he did it to knock huerta his eyes were bloodshot Blood and like, yeah. and like he was soaked and you could feel the resentment he was having and what he was saying to her. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like we're at the breaking point, dude. And we, and we could see what he was saying in contrast to what was happening. That was not being shown to him simultaneously to him saying like, 
if blah blah blah, then blah blah blah, and you're like, no, 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 being there and like the, just the fact that they exist and like they took no time at all to just like have him be there and they were like what the fuck is this about because the council meeting after he's presented and they're like what the fuck and Mbaku was like fish man and the other me. part on that the other part just going off of Mbaku yeah <laughs> Dude, well, one of my favorite my favorite parts of Black Panther one was actually the Jabari tribe and like how they interact with other characters is so different from other Wakandans. So when they had the uh, like the scene in the first one where uh, 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 Martin was was starting to speak and they're like, oh. Oh, 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 they, they do it again in this movie for a different reason. We're like, oh, 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 it was fucking, I died so hard at like any time that they do shit like that. It kills me because I love their fucking tribe like doing that shit. <laughs> Devin, go ahead. And, and on on the the Martin Freeman stuff, everybody keeps calling him a colonizer throughout the movie. <laughs> he's, just, he's just used to it now, dude. Yeah, like, he's just like, he's like, All right. oh, a colonizer in chains. <laughs> right? Yeah. I never would have thought. Have yeah. <laughs> I love it. Having been like one of few white people in my like friend group growing up, I that like legit ten out of ten. What happens? And it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And you, and you can't That's take great. offense to it because you're kind of like, yeah, sure, no, all right. You're, like, you're right. My, my <laughs> yeah. brown friends, I get it. <laughs> and that's how I feel watching the movies, too, is they're like, yep, we want to kill the colonizers. And I'm like, I know that's me. I know I'm a direct descendant <laughs> of Jesus colonizers. Christ. And you're Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> Like go kill right. him. Like, yep, go ahead. Feel free. I'm here. I'll be I'm here. Really sorry. Look, I got my yeah. pass. I'm I'm only I'm only like I'm only seventy five percent colonizer. Jesus Christ, man. Anyways, the the last the last thing I want to talk about before we get into uh, into our final ratings here uh, is actually the relationship between Okoye and Anika. So Anika is a new character that we did not get in the mm. first movie, and. Her abundance in this with her relationship with Okoye, I thought was fucking incredible. Like her introduction as a character in this was awesome. And then finding out that like because we don't get Daniel Kaluuya in this, I guess he had some uh, some schedule clashing between this movie and Nope. Um, But that allowed us some, some more space for Okoye and Anika to like be more present as like partners in this. But come to find out, Anika's not even actually Okoye's like girlfriend. Her girlfriend's actually Ayo. The other like mm-hmm. replacement Amazing. general for for them, yeah. Yeah. and like that final moment of the movie, I was like, "Oh like, fuck! Oh yes, <laughs> let's go, oh, dude!" Yes. It was like, "Yes." Oh. Now, bef- the the act the actress who plays her is beautiful. Like, oh, they're like, all was, stunning, dude. They're all fucking they're all stunning. Man. But like, An- Anika is like, "Oh my god!" Genesis, like, go ahead. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gen- no, a hundred percent with you on Anika. Uh, both DJ and Arnell. But like, I. 
Oh, we talk about this so freaking often, but like I know something that's gonna happen because this happens every time that a gay character come yeah. is enters onto the screen is people are like, Oh, they weren't gay enough or whatever. There, yeah. There's gonna be a thing they're like, Oh, that's such a like Marvel's just wants to get attention. They're queer baiting, whatever. I can't tell you how upset I get ten times more upset when there are absolutely no queer characters. I would much rather you have this super strong character throughout the whole movie and then like at the end be like, oh by the way, this is her adorable partner and them just like hanging out in their house together. Like what? Yeah. Like that's yep. how it is. Like yep. gay people are just out here hanging out, fighting, being people. badass, <laughs> being people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like making tea people with doing people things. Yeah, people doing people things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don, oh, go ahead. I, I, I love, I love when uh, Shuri's like, "I built you a new spear," and Okoye's like, "Huh, new spear?" Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> new spear. So, so good, dude. Uh, I, I want to take a brief moment to give my, uh, my heart and soul to uh, Nakia uh, for looking like the absolute Kia. snack she fucking looks in this goddamn movie. Because oh, I was like, "Ooh, God. girl, like, you're looking good at this." Okay. <laughs> Her hair is on point. It's oh my god, like, Devin! Yeah, I see. I, I love how they doubled down on Nakia, the war dog, like from the comics yeah, too. Dude, yeah, dude, they finally gave us the name uh, drop, and I was like, "Yes, yeah. go, dude!" And, I fucking and love it. What she does in the movie, oh, like she's fucking badass. Gosh, yeah, dude. So I, 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 am I the only one who got like Metal Gear Solid vibes from that? Hundred percent. 100% yeah. dude like her trailing yeah. that down oh my god I love well, it yeah. I love it man now speaking of Nakia though and this will be the last thing we do to wrap things up here the shocking post credit scene I'm not yes. no spoilers <laughs> but holy fuck holy shit did, dude like did you guys choke yes. I, you choke? I choked fucking hard, dude. dude yeah. Oh my yeah. god I'm I'm gonna gonna be completely honest. Okay, okay hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on DJ Xander DJ, go ahead. Okay. Multiple people in the theater were making comments, like, out loud, like, just saying it, like, watching that. And they're like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. It's like, I knew it was going to happen. Like, like it was it, it was hilarious. And then, like, uh, the person I was seeing it with, uh, she was like, oh, my God. That's why they wouldn't make a comment about that if it wasn't for this. And, the, like, I was, uh, we're, all, we're all going crazy. I'm like, I'm like, we're shaking each other. Like, oh, my God. Dude, me, oh me, me and the guy that we didn't even know who was sitting next to me, we audibly went, oh, shit. Like, like out loud at the same time. It was so good, dude. Xander, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say uh, it didn't really... <laughs> It didn't really hit so much for me because I saw it. I saw it coming because, like, I think months ago, I had seen like a leak or something like that that explained wow. it. And I was like, I was like, that sounds. Uh, I don't know if they would go that route. And then they went that route. And but then, but like, like by even before the credits uh, rolled, when I when I found out that there was going to be a mid credit scene, I was like, oh wait a minute. Like as I'm watching it unfold before the mid credits, I'm like. They're gonna do the thing. Uh, they did the thing. Uh. <laughs> Genesis, I'll go to you in just a second. My my quick commentary on this. Uh, even though I could, we could kind of see it coming because of what we saw in She Hulk. Uh, I could, I could, we could kind of see it coming. It was shocking mostly for me because of how I knew Shuri was going to interact with it, and I was like, mm. oh fuck, dude. Because like the the part of this movie that like hit me the hardest is I lost my oldest brother. Uh, my oldest brother passed away. So like seeing Shuri was actually seeing my sisters 
and how they interact with my brother passing away when we when I was in high school and seeing I could for me, it was like imagining how my sisters would have reacted to finding that out. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, because like you can you can see Shuri's emotions trying to juggle that at first. And it was like, oh, dude, like, like how like how is she going to like, is this going to be good? Because we almost got like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> we, we got a no. lot of different emotions from Shuri in this fucking movie that were yeah. very complex mm-hmm. and very confusing for a while there. And you could see she was struggling with a lot of shit in this fucking movie. And that was just sort of the icing on the cake. And I was like, is this going to make or break this? Because <laughs> it fucking worried me so hard, dude. Devin, go ahead, my friend. Last thought here. Um, I, I I am not going to spoil it at all. Um, but the way that that unfolded mm-hmm. is definitely different from the comics. But I see why they had to do it that yeah. way. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Was it Genesee going to say something? Yeah. yeah Genesee. Genesee go ahead. Ahead. Yep. Yeah. I I think I might have been the only person who I didn't see any spoilers, didn't see any. But I knew that was going to happen. I yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah. Just we, like, we could feel it, right? Yeah, I feel like there were like, especially like as soon as Chadwick died, there were a few like scenarios that popped into my head where I was like, oh yeah, this is how they're gonna handle the death. This is how they're gonna do this. This. I was really glad they didn't do the Princess Leia thing. I was really worried <laughs> that they were gonna do the Princess Leia thing, yeah. and they yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that would have been fucking terrible. DJ, final thought. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna bounce off of, of, of Genesee and saying that like there there were there were they're hinting they were hinting at it through the film as well yeah uh, with some comments that some of the characters uh, uh, talk to uh, like how what like certain lines that they've said uh, hint to towards it so it, of course it's not like the biggest surprise but it is it is a pretty big one it's not like the hugest but it's big. Not gigantic, yeah. but it's humongous. They, they did some foreshadowing. Uh, I think I think <laughs> yeah. that it, it was is going to be end up being bigger in the future, like for sure. It's going to be yeah, way sure. hit way harder later on when we get some follow up to what's going on in Wakanda and the po- the politics that are now involved when it comes to uh, Talakon and their presence in the in the greater MCU as well. Um, and Namor, because Namor in the comics is actually involved in a lot of different shit, even more directly with one Victor Von Doom later on. Uh, and goddamn, that's going to be some good stuff when that comes around. Let's wrap things up here, guys. Devin, what is your... Actually, firstly, my mistake. Should people go see this right away, and what is your score of Black Panther Wakanda Forever? See this right away only if you've seen Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame, because this will not have the same emotional attachment as it did to all of us unless you see those movies, because you need to know the story. And you need to know that deep emotional connection that these characters have. Sure. But I I deem that as a requirement personally to see okay. this movie. Um, but yes, see this movie. Absolutely. And um, I give it a nine. All right. I like it, my friend. DJ, go ahead. Um, Go see it right away. Like right now. Like just go. Go see just it. Go. Um, just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. And- I would give this a 10. And on my in God my damn. All right. All right. I like it, dude. Genesee, should people see it right away? And what's your score? You, sh- you should absolutely see it right away. I already want to see it again. As I was watching it, I was like, I need to watch this again. <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10. It's fucking good. 
All right. I like it. Xander, should people watch it right away? And what's your score? So I'm going to uh, divulge this under the impression that if you're watching this review right now, then you are an MCU fan. So if you are an MCU fan, go ahead and watch it. Go ahead and watch it. Um, it is an enjoyable time. It is a beautiful film. It must be seen in theaters. I will say that um, that just experiencing it in the theater is unmatched. Um, however, it is not without its... Uh, uh, pain points, I will say. So I do have to dock it a few points for like a little bit of lackluster CGI, uh, in my opinion. Yes. Um, a little bit of choppy editing in those final action sequence sequences. It was a little bit jarring. You could see uh, the and reshoots, a, right? Yeah, and I would also say a somewhat anticlimactic ending for me. So I'm going to give this a seven out of ten. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Ooh, um, yeah, I think I think. Xander is pretty on point. Uh, I think that although this movie is incredible, it is epic. It has a lot of things that it does incredibly, incredibly well. I think having it have a scale that it has and not completely delivering on that front to back uh, kind of took some some stuff away from me. I think the experience is there and being committed to to Marvel as committed as we are, uh, it delivers on that. But having it be as good of a movie it is, I don't think forgives it enough for it to be as not as fun of a Marvel movie as it could have been. Uh, for me, this movie is going to be an 8.5. Um, I, I think that there's there's a lot of good in it, but I think that there's just a couple of things that they that they could have worked on. And I think a lot of that it was just reflective into what was going on in covid, what was going on with um, uh, the Letitia Wright ordeal with like the vaccines and stuff. You you could tell that there were some reshoots um, and that and that, you know pestered me just enough to have a thing with it but with that said ladies and gentlemen that means the official good crack and score for black panther wakanda forever is a nine out of ten collectively as a group so guys please check that out please hang out with us please let us know your thoughts on this below and in the meantime, uh, let's talk about our schedule for next week. So next Tuesday, we have uh, another GK podcast. We're going to be talking. Let's predict the rest of 2022 in video games. It's going to be a fun one. Come in, hang out with us for that. Next Wednesday, 7th Brevin, our man, the five-star man himself, is going to be doing Warzone 2.0. And he's going to be filling up a squad, doing some quads there uh, as that rolls out. And it's going to be a fun one to hang out there for that one. Next Thursday, we have another Shipwreck Show live recording right here at Twitch.tv slash good crack and show where you guys can come in uh be a part of that <clears throat> if you are a twitch subscriber you can join our discord we have a little section called shipwreck submissions where you are allowed to uh go in and write some questions that you want us to answer it can be about anything that you possibly want it to be uh we answer all sorts of fucking wild shit on that show so please come hang out with us for that one next friday we have splash damage that's actually going to be me and Devin playing the dark pictures anthology the devil in me that's coming out that day we're gonna be playing that we're gonna be having a lot of fun we do the dark pictures anthology every time a new rollout happens what's up Devin? so this this means that this is gonna have to take over splash damage as well for a couple weeks because we always play these start to finish yeah, we'll be we'll be doing it for a couple of weeks just to, to make sure mm -hmm. that we have a conclusion to the uh, the wonderful story that is the mm -hmm. double in me that we're about so, to get. So if you plan on watching, just know that this is going to be a, a special time, short, episodic event that's probably going to be about 
two to four episodes. <laughs> It'll more than likely be two. Usually, usually mm-hmm. you and I are pretty good about hitting that two, that two to two and a half mm-hmm. hour mark for these streams. Yeah. So they do run longer for people who want to be involved as well. And if you're in chat. And you want to help us make some decisions? Help us make some decisions. <laughs> yep, yep, it'll be good. I'm gonna see if I can try to find a way to get both of our gameplays up on the screen, but we'll 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 see where it goes. We'll yeah, see where it yeah, goes. Yeah. It'll be a fun one. Either way, guys, uh, that'll be uh, a good one for y'all. And then next Saturday, we are going to be talking sleeper hit movies that you need to watch. Uh, that's gonna be a fun one as well. That'll be 12 p.m. Pacific time, rather than the rest of the episodes being at 7 p.m. Pacific time. But just to fill you guys in on it, next Thursday and next Friday, we are actually taking those days off from content for not sorry, no Mike's. Not next week, but the week after Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, we will be taking time off of content so that we can hang out with our families. We highly suggest you guys do the same thing as well, because hanging out with your family is healthy. <laughs> Unless your family's toxic and then you don't want that. You don't want that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come hang yeah. out with us instead. Hang out with your chosen family. Yes. Hang out with your chosen family. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Chosen. Family is yeah, thicker I'm sure, than blood. I'm sure one of us will probably pull up like the uh, like a stream of the football game and we can like all hang out in Discord or something like that at Come, some point. Go hang out with Chosen's family from Cobra Kai. He's uh he's got a great family over there <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> it's a good time, guys. Please everyone let us know your thoughts on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Comment it below. Let us know if you agree with our score and our reviews here. And most of all, let us know if uh, you're excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that's coming out in February, because that's going to be the next piece of Marvel content we're going to be really, really digging into. Uh, and we're going to be having a very, very good time because this has been the Good Kraken Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews and discussions that you want to hear every Tuesday and Saturday. I fucking totally botched that. I rolled out of my mouth incorrectly. Uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you enjoyed the show, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics of the show. You get exclusive show content and you have early access yep. to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. We got to get rolling on out of here, everybody. But until next time, my friends, Wakanda forever. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> and then, yeah, dude, yes. so cool. So cool. DJ, yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>